is fear of success the reason you're failing on today's episode. Today's episode is brought to you by SEM Rush. Started in 2008 with one mission, to make online competition fair and transparent with equal opportunities for all. To find out how SEM Rush can help you compete with the big boys, go to servenomaster.com backslash SEM Rush today. Are you tired of dealing with your boss? Do you feel underpaid and underappreciated? If you want to make it online, fire your boss and start living your retirement dreams now, then you've come to the right place. Welcome to Serve No Master Podcast, where you'll learn how to open new revenue streams and make money while you sleep. Presented live from a tropical island in the South Pacific by best-selling author, Jonathan Green. Now, here's your host. The fear of success is a fascinating phenomenon and it's been a ghost in my life for a long time. And the fear of success kind of boils down to, if something happens, will it change me? If I get my dream girlfriend, will I start acting differently? If I get good at talking to women, will I act differently? If I get comfortable with myself, will I become a new person? And will I hate that new me? If I make a lot of money, will I change? And my friends will stop liking me and I'll become someone I don't like. There's this fear that we can change into someone that we won't like anymore. Now, the truth is that no matter who you become, you like yourself. Dictators convince themselves they're doing the right thing, that the people under their thumb need their help, they're benevolent, or they're the right thing, even though often they're monsters. So we have an amazing capacity for self-denial. Because we know about that, we often look at ourselves before we change and say, oh, am I gonna become like a monster? if I achieve this different type of success. Now, fear of success manifests itself in many different ways, but it starts off with this fear that success will turn you into someone that the you right now doesn't like. And when I was in college, I was obsessed with saying other people change, but I stay the same. That the things I like, the things I do, the things I say, the way I look would always stay the same. And of course that lasted a few years, but of course it didn't last a long time. You can't really do that very long. Because when all of your friends disappear, you have to start over. I started feeling like I would have to become the guy who's 28 but hanging out with high school seniors, the new seniors, every single year because he never moves on or never grows up. And at first it's cool, but then it gets weirder and weirder. It's cool when the guy's 21 and can buy you beers. It's not cool when the guy's 45 and can do your taxes. So even these ideas that we can avoid change, it's impossible. The universe is defined by a sense of entropy which is the natural desire of the universe to move towards chaos. This is why things always fall apart. You take an empty house, it looks amazing. You build a brand new house, no one touches it, and rain, the universe, animal, weather will destroy it. It'll eventually turn into nothing. That's entropy in action. And that's the natural state of the universe. Everything is constantly breaking down. We have to fight against that actively. And if we don't fight against that, then things get worse. It's impossible for things to stay the same. But we have these fears around success and some of them become powerful. Sometimes we don't realize they're there. And it can start with little ideas where we associate bad thoughts with other people who've had those success. A lot of the, uh, we talked about this before, of course, a lot of these mindsets that people have about money can limit us. So if we say, oh, you know what? People with a lot of money, they're bad. And there's a lot of ways to say it. You can say that they're 
jealous, egomaniacs, that they treat people poorly, that they act like they're kings, that money changes you, money is inherently evil. When you start to attach an ability or a power to money, especially a negative one, that will affect how much money you make the rest of your life. And that's just one part of the fear of success. And I want to talk about other areas of it now because we have talked about the money-specific part before. But there's also other things. I was recently talking to someone about podcasting. You know, we talked, I released a podcasting course. Recently, I love talking about my podcast. I love podcasting. It's a big part of my life. I have been rebuilding. If you've noticed, I've been rebuilding the blog lately. So I'm mixing in a lot more written posts as well as these audio posts to really expand the content I create. I'm trying to move in some really exciting directions, but I was talking to someone about podcasting and they said, oh, you know, I'd love to do it, but I don't really want to do television. And I said, what? We talked a little bit and I discovered that this person's fear was that they would get so successful in their podcast, they would have to start doing television shows. As though, first of all, how often do you see podcasters on TV? Not very often. Second of all, as though when you become successful in an area, you have to go on the news whether you want to or not. They will put you on against your will. Like this podcaster didn't want to do an interview. So we waited outside his house all night until we could catch him on the mic walking from his front door to his car. That doesn't happen for podcasters. That happens for politicians that get caught with their hand in the till. It's more of a crime thing, not a small business thing. But this fear was there. And even if the first two possibilities were real, even if podcasters did appear on TV and even if they would hound you if you refused to do an episode, it takes at least a year or two to get to the level. So he's afraid about something that would never happen for two different reasons. And the never happening is also two years away. That's a lot of stretch to be afraid of something that still is never going to happen and to use it as a justification for an action. But it's not that weird. I have talks like this all the time. What will happen if I become best-selling author? Will people act like, treat me differently? People think that you have one really well big book or book that does pretty well on Amazon and suddenly people start treating you weird. You go to the grocery store and everyone acts like you're a weirdo. Oh my gosh, he's here. <laughs> you go shopping at, your, at the grocery store and they lock the door so you can shop without your fans attacking you. It takes an astonishing number of book sales for you to generate a level of celebrity where people will recognize you. Because I can tell you right now, man, Stephen King could walk right in front of my house on the beach and I probably wouldn't recognize him. You can be, I mean, how many authors can you identify? I could tell you roughly what he looks like. I think he's got brown hair. I think he's from like New England. Yeah, I know he's from New England and he might have a beard. Man, that describes a billion people. Do you know what J.K. Rowling looks like? You might if you're a super big Harry Potter person. I sure don't. I don't know what any of my favorite authors look like. Not really. Yeah, they have that picture in the back of the book, but come on. They've been using the same book for 40 years. Like, who's that other guy? Now, there's the author that does, like, Clear and Present Danger, all those books. He's been using the same picture for 30 years. You think he looks the same now as he did 30 years ago? Of course not. People pick one picture themselves that they love, and it ends up in the back of all their books. But we still create this idea that something will happen weird. If I become a successful author, then people will treat me differently, or that I can't do the things I'm used to doing. Or we have these creations, and whatever they are, if they exist with you and you at all, if you ignore them, they become more and more powerful. You might go, you know what, I'm not going to think about it. And you just try to put it to the side, but it still exists. It stays in your subconscious because it's not just a thought, it's a belief. I believe that if this happens, it will change me. I believe that if I sell this many books, it will change me. 
I believe that if I move to another country or if I get married, I'll become a totally different person or that if I have kids and we have these moments in life that are pretty significant. Of course, I've completely changed. Having kids changed me, getting married changed me, all that stuff changed me. And I for years promised I would never get married. So we make all these promises that will never change and we still do. It's inevitable. But the fear of success, the fear that achieving the next level will alter your in a negative way that holds us back. So what I want you to do today, I want you to have a really uh, honest conversation with yourself and say, are there things I'm afraid of doing? Am I afraid of what would happen if I succeed? Am I afraid that if I started making 10 times more money, my friends will treat me differently? And the truth is they will. That's something outside your control. But guess what? Having 10 times more money is way better than being stressed out about money every month and having a few friends you can commiserate with. And really, your true friends, your good friends will be with you along the journey. They'll support you along the way. You don't have to worry about that too much. And it's not you changing. Oftentimes, when you become financially successful, you'll, and this happened to me, you try to help your friends, and then they're the ones who act weird. All my friends were like, you should do all the work, but you should give us money. Why would I just give you money? Work hard, too. I'll teach you what to do. I'll give you assignments, but you got to be on the squad with me. You got to work just as hard as I do. But friends, man, it's very hard. And that's true. The fear of success, it's about you changing. So it's not your, the fear that your friends will change and turn against you. That's a different thing. And yeah, that happens a little bit, but it happens over time. It doesn't happen to all your friends. But what really happened, the fear that we really have is that you'll change and push your friends away, which doesn't happen. That's not real. Money doesn't change people, just like alcohol doesn't change people, okay? If someone's really kind of loud and mean when they're drunk, they were already thinking it. They just didn't have the, you know, they didn't let it out until they had a few drinks, so oftentimes, it's simply a personality accelerator. People who want to make the world a better place, whether it's with small money or big money, will do it. And this is a lesson that I've learned a long way. You know, the people who say, oh, I can't pay you or I can't pay this person when it's a small bill, they're going to do the same stuff when they're wealthy. They're going to play the same games. We oftentimes use our lack of wealth as a justification for poor or being bad fiscally, right? We say, oh... I want you to do this for me for free, but if I had a bunch of money, I'd pay you. The truth is, because I know people like this. I know people who, when they get very wealthy, they are just as bad. I one time did work for the person who is the CEO of AA in the UK. Okay, the towing company. If your car breaks down, you call them, they tow you. It's AAA in America. I tutored their kid, and they're the only people in the history of me being a tutor that ripped me off. Their house was huge, they're billionaires, and they ripped me off for 65 pounds. Super wealthy still acted like garbage people. You think the money turned them into garbage? Of course not. They were garbage before they became rich. They stole from someone in their 20s who was struggling to make enough money to eat every month. And they're billionaires. The money did not turn them into monsters. Okay? Money doesn't make people bad because there are plenty of people who are super wealthy who treat people very, very well. When it comes to my business and the money coming in and out, the first money always goes to my staff. I was reading a very good book by someone I'm working with about finance and being a CFO and financial decisions companies make. And some companies, I couldn't believe this, payroll comes last. That is not how I see the people who work for me. So whether you have one person who makes $100 a month or thousands of people that cost your company $2 million a month, it doesn't make a difference. It's the way you see the world. So success doesn't change you. It simply magnifies your personality. And that's important to understand. 
Success often frees us and gives us the ability to give back more. When you get to the top of the pile, when you achieve great levels of success, helping people is a lot easier, actually. So when you're thinking about what will happen if you start making more money, what will happen if your stresses go away, start thinking about how good it will be. Release these fears and these ideas, these negative feelings about money, success, whatever areas you have. And for every person, it's a little bit different. So I can't give you a universal answer. The one other way, and I want to really dial into this because this is something new today, that your success manifests itself is when you look at something and you go, you know what, it won't work. I've spent the last month putting together the best version of make money fast I can. I've rebuilt my entire earn $1,000 this month training, trying to make it way, way better. And now it's amazing. It was good before, but I've really dialed it in because I built it before through a series of blog posts that were kind of loose and that I was teaching principles and kind of gave you the tools, but I didn't have really step-by-step. So I've taken the same material and just made it much more clear. Step one, step two, step three. And guess what? Someone emailed me the other day from the new system, which has been out for like a week and has already made a lot of money. With someone from Africa, amazing. I didn't even know I had fans in Africa. It was awesome. It was a really great email. Very specific. She said, oh, I'm writing these three places. Your guidance really helped. I've already made this much money. Amazing. First time I got a letter in Africa in a long time that was about a prince who wanted to uh, get, have some help for me to unlock some money. So it was really wonderful. To me, anytime someone emails me and can talk about their journey a little bit, I find that very wonderful and very exciting. I love hearing that feedback. So I love when you guys email me and I do always reply. Anyone who's ever emailed me knows that's true. But it's really great when someone implements. Unfortunately, 99% of the people don't. And we don't implement. We start off saying, oh, I don't think it'll work. But part of that, the reason we say that is that we don't want it to work. Because what if it does? What if it did work? Especially because it's so easy. The path I teach you can very quickly, within two or three months, get you to five or $10,000 a month. Okay? It's that quick. If you can put in, especially when you can shift to full-time, you can make really good money. Doesn't matter if you graduated from high school or not. That stuff doesn't matter at all. Because you can learn the skills you need along the way. And all the grammar and spelling stuff, Grammarly takes care of anyways, and it's free. So you got a free piece of software to fill in the gap if your spelling isn't that great and your grammar is not that great. But we don't do it because if fixing the problem is easy then the fact that you haven't fixed it for so long is a critique of you and it becomes a personal the ego gets involved. And this is pretty common in a lot of areas with a lot of products I work on, especially in personal development or personal growth or dating a relationship. The solution can be very short. The solution to most dating problems can be explained in a paragraph. Okay. Same thing for fitness hey, you're overweight, here's the solution. Eat less, exercise every day, don't eat anything that's bad for you. Only drink water. Boom, perfect diet, your life just changed. Now that you know that, in three sentences, would you pay $300 for that in a product? Of course not. But what if I wrapped it inside of a bunch of cool names, gave my diet a trendy name, like the Transformers diet, the transformative diet, the cybernetic diet, I give it a futuristic name or I give it an ancient name, the caveman diet. Don't pretend people don't want to buy something called a caveman diet because it would sell like crazy. All we have to do is add a little bit of sizzle to the steak. People don't want to buy the solution. They want to buy all the excitement around it. So if we surround it with a bunch of other stuff, we turn it into a 200-page book, it feels more valuable. We value stuff 
products training often based on the size of the training rather than the solution. Now, I have a friend who's very successful and he would rather pay for one page. He says, hey, you know what? Just give me one product, one solution, okay? That's what he likes. So he likes one page that you pay for. And actually think about it. What would be more valuable to A 200-page convoluted explanation you have to spend a month reading or a one-page diagram with a series of steps you just go through and you have the result you want. But as humans, we don't always want that. We want more complicated stuff because if it's an easy solution, it's a critique of our ego. It means I couldn't find an easy solution. I've taught way more women, but I've taught a lot of men dating. And the one, everything I've taught in dating can be boiled down to a single sentence. Dating is a skill that you can get better at. If you believe that one sentence, you don't need to buy a dating product me forever. It means that you can improve. See, I grew up and most of us grew up thinking either you're good or bad. My dad is good at dating. I'm bad at dating. Must skip a generation. We have, that was the thought I had when I was younger. I thought I could never get better at talking to women. I could never have healthy relationships. I could never have a long-term relationship, marriage or kids. I could never have any things I have now. I thought I would die alone and my bloodline would die off with me and my last name would disappear from the universe because of this one simple belief. So everything else, all the technique, learning the right things to say, understanding how to communicate with people, all that doesn't matter because all that can be self-taught once you realize, hey, I can get better at this. As soon as you realize it's a skill, not a talent, you can get better at it. And that's a lot of what we teach here at Stone Masters. And there's a lot of things that we thought were talents were actually skills. Oh, you can get better at writing. Oh, you can get better at all these different things. I can start a podcast. Doesn't matter if my voice sounds weird, people will like it. That little piece of knowledge is all you really need because then you can say, oh, each time I talk to someone, I can pay attention to what happens. I can test my results and I can alter my behavior. Most people, when they go to a bar at 18, they say the exact same thing 20 years later when they're 40, however much they talk to people. And of course, most people you know, have two or three conversations a night at most, but they always say the same thing. Every time they see a woman they like, they say the same thing and women do the same thing. Women fall into the same patterns. You know, if you could boil down dating for women, it's not as easy because it takes more than one sentence. But the best way to boil it down is to say, you're never going to change him. My best advice, if you take all my dating advice for women and for women I've sold, oh gosh, hundreds of thousands of books, okay? Way outsold my books for men. My books for men did well, but my books for women have done really, really well. If you want to boil down it all to one thing, hey, instead of dating a guy and trying to turn into the guy you've always wanted to date, just find the guy that's already who you want. That's it. <laughs> that's the biggest piece of wisdom, but no one would pay $100 for that. No one would pay a dollar for that. So we have to wrap it around other things because the ego gets involved. So if you disconnect your ego and say, you know what, I don't care if I haven't known something for a long time. I don't care if it makes me feel bad. I would just rather have the solution. Suddenly you can become successful again. See, we're afraid, and this is a variation of the fear of success, We're afraid that success will demonstrate we should have been successful earlier. So success now becomes a critique of the previous years of my life. Hey, you know what? If I found the right fitness program and I had a six pack in two months, would I regret that I wasn't ripped for the last 20 years? A little bit, but I'd just be glad I'm ripped now. Those are two different things. And we have to separate those. And we all have it, okay? I have to consciously think about, you know what? I would be so happy to have it now. I'd be so happy to be super cut now that I could let go the fact that it took me too long to get here. Whether you're 20, 30, 60, 70, it doesn't matter. It's never too late to achieve success. And don't let success become a critique of past behavior. It's not your fault you lacked the knowledge before.
So if you're sitting there, and I know I have listeners at different ends of the spectrum, okay? I have listeners that earn seven figures and listeners that earn $7. I totally understand that. And I've been at both ends of the spectrum. When I was younger, I worked at Toys R Us. I know what it's like, okay? I almost took a big position, big position, working at Target when I was younger, before I ended up working the phones for a large computer company, selling stuff over the phones. So I've been at every end of the spectrum. I've been there where you're just grinding at a job you hate. I know what that's like. That's why I want to show you how to get out of there. And whether you're at the top or the bottom, this principle remains the same. If you take action, you'll achieve success. I mean, if you're right now making less than $15 an hour and you're listening to this podcast, there's no reason for you to be doing that still. You could be up to $100 an hour in the next six weeks if you take action. Whatever's holding you back, whether it's fear of success or doubt, man, are you kidding me? Five times your income in six weeks and you don't have to pay me anything. This is not a course I sell. This is my giveaway so that you can jumpstart and then afford one of my courses. I want you to make money first. So think about what's holding you back. Think about why you don't take action. When you say, oh, I don't think it works or would it work for me? What are you really saying? And I want you to think about, is that really rooted in reality or is it rooted in a fear of success? A fear that somehow you're different or that success will be, be different for you or that you'll become a different person. All of those things, you gotta let go of them because the fear of success can destroy you. And when you let go of that fear, unstoppable and you can achieve amazing things in your life. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Serve No Master. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss another episode. We'll be back tomorrow with more tips and tactics on how to escape that rat race. Head over to servenomaster.com forward slash podcasts now for your chance to win a free copy of Jonathan's bestseller, Serve No Master. All you have to do is leave a five-star review of this podcast. See you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Serve No Master podcast. Join me on my Facebook page at facebook.com backslash serve no master.